Farmer's Law of Life, written in 1952. Um, the thing I really like about this, whoa, gosh, adjustment, that's my drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the thing I really like about this is it says like, in the beginning, right? And I think in the beginning is something we need to think about because it's the kids, the kids that are to me the beginning, right? So when I see the kids in my practice yesterday, it was amazing. Two kids in a row who came into my office about three months ago, neither of whom were walking, both of whom are three years old, are now both walking. And they've done everything before, all the OT and the PT and the this and that, whatever, and now, three months into care, now they're walking, right? And what is that? That's neuroplasticity. From the beginning, right? From the beginning, we, we, we are able to look at these kids and do something that nobody else is able to do, right? And to watch these kids walk in my office <clears throat> where three months ago <clears throat> either one of them wasn't, that is a miracle, right? And that's the miracle that you guys get to do every single day with your hands you know, and your hearts, right? What does it really take? It's heart hands. Heart and hands are the two things, and your brains, you know, too, right? So heart, hands, and head, three H's is what it really takes, you know? <clears throat> and Moments after that, this one boy I've not seen for maybe a year or two, he's a special needs uh, kid, comes running in and gives me this giant hug. Like, I, like there was, he's never done that before, and he just walks in and I was turning the corner in the office and he was over there and he just hear, Dr. Rubens! And he comes in running and just <coughs> busts into my arms, giving me the biggest hug. Um, so I adjust him and that was awesome. And then, like a couple of minutes after that, this other little child who's also special needs, um, uh, still in mom's arms, uh, as they're leaving, starts blowing me kisses, right? And like, oh my God, like I just, like my heart just melts, right? My heart just melts, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And what's funny is, is one of the interns asked me yesterday, um, did you always want to be a chiropractor? Right, is this like, did you picture yourself being like this pediatric chiropractor? like when you were in chiropractic school. And I said, no, as a matter of fact, um, I had no intention of even being a chiropractor, let alone being a pediatric chiropractor. Um, so I'm gonna tell you guys about what I thought I was going to do, right? So I spent most of my life in medical offices because I was really sick with asthma and allergies. So from when I was born till about 20 years old, I was sick all the time, and constantly inhalers and shots and all kinds of medicine. And my, my pediatrician, his name is Dr. Kaplan, and he used to call me Dr. Rubin. So now I don't know if he called every patient Dr. So-and-so, but he called me Dr. Rubin. So somehow in that, my brain, I thought that I was, like he used to call me that because I was destined to be a doctor. So I'm now 20 years old, and I'm going to SUNY Albany uh, in New York, and um, I decided I wanted to apply to medical school and my career counselor said, well, you have to work in a hospital to get like, some good experience and stuff. It looks good in your resume. Okay, so over the summer, um, between junior and senior year, I worked at Franklin General Hospital in Long Island, New York, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, but it was there, uh, right near my hometown at Limbrook. And um, I worked in the emergency room. That was my job, I worked in the ER. And um, I, I started working there, and they didn't give me a whole lot of instruction except <clears throat> just like, 
be nice to people and help people go from here to there. Because <clears throat> I was not untrained, so I couldn't do anything. Uh, they just, it was, my job was just sort of like to be sort of this intermediary between the nurses and the doctors. <clears throat> One of the things I learned very early on uh, from their staff at Franklin General Hospital was that I was too nice and I was too friendly. Uh, so after about a week or so, I got sat down by one of the head people of the ER, and they said, um, Drew, you are too friendly and too nice, spending too much time with patients. Uh, you're getting attached to people. The whole job of this hospital is to do one of two things, either triage them to get out, right, leave the hospital, or triage them to go upstairs and get a room. So your job is not to be friendly, nice, all this other kind of stuff, to spend time with them. Your job is efficiency, get them from one place to another, stop all this nonsense, being friendly, talking, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. Um, that's not my personality, but you know, I said, okay, I'm just trying to fit in as good as I can. So next few weeks, I was doing a little bit better, and they're like, you're doing much better, you're being much quicker, more efficient, right? That's all it's about efficiency here, Ruben, it's efficiency. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then one day, um, this older lady came into the ER, uh, who well, they were concerned was having a, a, a heart attack. Um, and uh, so I went in the room with her, and she was from another country, and didn't speak a whole lot of English, but she reminded me of my grandma, <clears throat> who I was uh, close with, and um, so I spent some time with her, I was talking with her, and you know, she, she was saying, I don't know what's going on, I feel this pain in my chest, and, and I said, oh, well, these guys are great, they'll, they'll take care of you, don't worry, and um, also she started getting this look on her face, and uh, it didn't look right. It wasn't the look that she first came in with. She looked really concerned. So um, kind of like that look where you just felt just, something just dropped over there. And, but it was this really, it was this odd look, right, uh, on her. Oh, wow, you just dropped. Is that coffee? It's water. It's just water. Okay, just water. No worries. It's just water. <clears throat> if it was a Frappuccino, that'd be a problem. <clears throat> so anyway... Um, this is a serious story, you know. This is a very serious story. So, uh, so she's having this look on her face, and um, I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I don't know. I don't feel very good all of a sudden again. And I said, do you want me to get a doctor? And she said, yes, would you go get a doctor? So I went out, you know, because remember you're in the emergency room with the, like, the curtains. So I went out, and I said to one of the ER docs, I, I think you need to talk to Ms. So-and-so because she's not looking right. And they're like, we already triaged her. She's not in the, the, the tree of things. We have other people we have to talk about. We can't go in there right now. I'm like, but I'm really telling you something ain't right over there. I really think you should do something. And like, no, 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 Ruben, just go in there. Just talk with her. Tell her we'll be right with her. So I went back in there, and I said, um, they're kind of busy because it, it was close to Christmas like now. Um, and uh, I was like, I, they'll, they'll, they'll get there you know, as soon as they can. And um, so we're talking some more, and then all of a sudden she starts having this like really pained look on her face. And I said, uh, are you okay? And she said, no, I'm not okay. You better get the doctor. Um, and I went out and I said, doc, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you told me, but I, I really think you need to talk to her. Um, so can you please have someone, or a nurse or someone come in here? We're very busy, Drew. You just mind your business, get back in the room, do as you're told, we'll get there as soon as we can. I'm like, Okay, so I went back in, and you know you get there's this thing. Have you heard like my wife probably talked about gestalt, right? Gestalt is like you know something ain't right, right? I'm having this gestalt like this isn't right, but I didn't want to you know push any buttons and trying to keep my job and everything. Um, so I go back to the room and I said I'm sorry they're really really busy. 
uh, but they'll get this you know, as soon as they can. And then all of a sudden, her vitals went, Doo! I'm like, <gasps> right? And now, because her vitals did this, now the, there's like all kinds of blinking lights or whatever, because before that, her vitals were relatively okay. So I go open the curtain like this, and now the crash cart and all the other you know, people are coming. They push me aside, get out of the way! And they push me aside, and they do all that kind of stuff, and unfortunately, she didn't make it. So I sat there watching this whole thing, and I was so emotionally taken uh, by what happened and the fact that I saw something and felt something was wrong and nobody paid attention to me because I was just little Drew um, who didn't have a degree or anything. Uh, I was devastated. So I went down into the cafeteria and I just started like crying, crying my eyes out. Uh, and there was almost nobody there. But, and then one of the doctors, who actually was one of the only nice doctors in the whole place, came up to me and he said, um, you know, you did a great job in there because I was with another patient, but I kind of overheard all the stuff. You did a great job. I understand why you're so upset. You're just going to get used to it. You're just going to get used to it. It's just part of the business. People aren't going to make it. You know, she was probably wasn't going to make it anyway. So just, I understand how upset you are, but just, this is, you just have to toughen up. You know, he said, I know you play hockey. I'm sure your coach says game face, right? That's what you have to do. You have to wear a game face all the time. No emotion. Don't get involved and just like, just keep on going and going and going. So I looked at him and I said, you know, doc, I really appreciate what you said, but you know what? I quit. <laughs> I walked out. And first off, it was, it was my summer job. I was like, or, or my, actually, it was, uh, it was Christmas time. It was this, like a holiday job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, wow, I just like blew this giant opportunity that I had. Um, and second off, I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? Like, this is my life. I didn't just quit on the hospital, right? I quit on my life, right? Because my life, I said, I'm going to be a medical doctor. And now I'm not just walking out of the hospital. I'm like, I'm done. So I go home and I'm all upset, talk to my parents, saying, what am I going to do? I don't know. You know, uh, I thought I wanted to do this, but this, this just wasn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at the very get-go. And like, well, maybe it's just the hospital. Maybe it was just, I'm like, no, it, this, this whole thing just wasn't fitting. Um, and, but then a few weeks later, my mom went to a chiropractor for the first time anybody in my family had ever been to a chiropractor. And that changed everything because then I started going and then you could see what happened, right? Kind of, you get the end of the story. Um, but what I, I wanted to talk to you about is the beginning. See, the beginning makes a big difference, right? Right, and so in the beginning of my experience at Franklin General Hospital, it was a horrible experience. Right? Now, not that anybody or everybody who works at a hospital has a horrible experience because some people just love this kind of stuff and that's great. Um, but for, it wasn't good for me. Right? And the, 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 the rewards I get uh, and the rewards that you're going to get by being a chiropractor and taking care of whatever patient you want to take care of, but for me it's for kids, to take care of them, to, to have a mom come in on Monday who uh, went, got an ultrasound and found out that her baby that she wanted to have a natural baby, you know, natural delivery, and the doctors were saying, you're too small, cephalopelvic insufficiency, you know, you're not, you know, the baby's too big for your pelvis, and she comes in and she says, Dr. Ruby, the baby turned, right, right, that, like, this is what I want, right, and I'm so, and like, I look at that experience and I say, yes, that experience was hard, right, it was very tragic to watch that whole thing, and yes, it was tough to make the decision, but that decision got me here, right, 
So that, that in the beginning, like my, my dad had, has this saying, um, if it starts off good, it continues good and it ends good. But if it starts off bad, it continues bad and it ends bad, right? So my Franklin General experience started off bad, it continued bad, and it ended bad. But that bad was good, right? It was good because I'm glad I didn't continue that direction because then I wouldn't be here talking to you, wouldn't be adjusting all these gorgeous kids and stuff. So I want you to think about that, like where you are right now, this is your beginning, right? And make your beginning the best beginning you can, right? When you're here at Life University, this isn't just a place to coast through, this is a place to get exactly what it is that you want to design the direction of your life and be okay with making mistakes and be okay with ups and downs, but this is design the direction of your life, right? Because this is where it's all beginning.